Welcome to Dungeons and Don't Worry About It, and our first little worry, what's wrong with Westberg? My name is Zane Accord, and I am your not-so-humble game master for this little season. Joining me as the table, as we'll join me around the table until we stop worrying about this little issue, is... Hey, I am Arthur. You may recognize me from like the major of the podcast where I play Mark. I do not play Mark here. I play other people. What's up? I'm Zach. I You can find me from the Foes and Fables podcast or on my Instagram and Twitter, Little Quabs, L-I-L-K-H-O-B-S. Hi, I'm Gavin Slater, and I am very excited to be here with everybody and uh, start our little adventure here in Westburg. Uh, as for social media, you can find me at Gavin underscore Slater on Insta. Hey, I'm Mason. I play X and Dungeons and Don't Worry About It. I'm that half-orc, half-human who has a sword that can explode at any second. <laughs> and you can find me on TikTok where I sometimes do funny stuff at Mace Armani. Fantastic. Now, before we begin, let's talk a little about, bit about what's happening here. So, in case you've noticed from some of the promotional materials, you probably haven't, it doesn't say anywhere, but... There isn't going to be pretty much any combat in this season. So, uh, with that in mind, I figured, hey, Dungeons and Dragons might not be the best system for when you're just playing normal humans and you don't have any fighting to do. So, I made a system. Each of the players will has three skills and one talent. The skills give them a plus one. The talent gives them a plus three. They're rolling D6s, uh, and it has one of those systems where the success and failure isn't based upon a DC, but just 1s and 2s are always a failure, 3s through 5s are varying degrees of success, and 6 or higher is some sort of superb extreme success. Um, additionally, each of the players has something called a piece of fairy tale magic. They have one that they get for the whole season. And we have to burn it as quickly as possible. You can. It's a race. I'm actually using it now. Can I do my fairy tale magic to redo my intro? <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're no, you, uh, th it doesn't come into effect until after uh, the, the scene has been set. Then you can redo your intro uh, with your fairy tale magic. Yeah. Uh, incredible nice. incredible I'm, i got it on deck <laughs> so what the fairy tale magic is is either an automatic success on a die roll or just you can use it in a moment to shift the narrative more in the player's favor whoever wants to use their fairy tale magic will say i'm going to use my fairy tale magic and describe what they'd like to do and i will re-narrate it in case it's either like too extreme or not extreme enough and i will just uh enunciate what happens so Hopefully a lot of that makes more sense as we carry on through the season, but without further ado, welcome to Westburg. Crisp autumn leaves fall from the trees. Many already rest in gentle piles of oranges and reds. A vibrant green grass still peeks from beneath the carpet of leaves. It's the perfect autumn weather for this October afternoon. As is the weather every autumn in Westburg, and every winter, and every spring, and every summer. The people of Westburg live perfect lives. Never has it rained a heavy rain, 
without a young couple confirming their love. Never has a child been bullied without the bully learning the value of compassion and atoning for his mistakes. Around the world, 50% of marriages end in divorce. In Westberg, not a single one has. In short, every happy is the happiest, and every sad isn't all that bad. Today, however, it begins to rain. Hard, torn and muddy leaves wash through the streets. The water rises to the edge of the curb in most places, making the unpaved areas a soupy mess. In fact, it rains so hard that the school is forced to close early so all the students can get home safely. We start our story with the father of one of those students. The Library of Westburg is a wide brick building. Four tall square columns line a central dark mahogany door. Inside the library, lines of dark wooden shelves are filled with books. Walking among these shelves, pushing a small rickety cart full of books to be reshelved, is the librarian, Stuart Jolly. Zach, would you go ahead and describe your character? Yes, of course. Stuart is pushing his cart, uh, his sneakers squeaking along the like linoleum floors. Uh, he's kind of pushing it, whistling his way down the aisles, making sure everything goes into its perfect Dewey Decimal System order. Um, he's got black hair, um, some circular glasses on his face. He stands about 5'10", 5'11", um, perfect for uh, putting books on the highest shelf here at the library. Um, and yeah, he's, uh, he's just doing his job, minding his business, whistling a little tune. Cool. So Stuart, as you walk down these aisles, instead of just like placing the books on the shelf, you're sort of tossing them towards the locations and they're sliding perfectly into the right place. Uh, but as you go down the aisles, you throw a book, expecting it to go like usual, and it hits the shelf and at, all, at an odd angle and falls to the ground. Hmm, I think I pause my whistling, I back my card up, I pick up the book and continue whistling from the same point in the song I was whistling when I threw that book originally, and I try again. You try again? Okay, go ahead and just uh, give me a roll for it. Great. I don't think uh, any of my skills will apply here. Um, well, my talent might. Would this be the time to introduce that talent? I think it will be. Yeah. Um, I'm going to use Stuart's talent of juggling. Okay. Um, to see if he can, you know, <laughs> give himself a boost as he gets this back onto the shelf. Sure, I'll say that you can use your juggling skill to do this. Go ahead and roll with a plus three. Incredible. That is a two plus three is a five. A five, yeah. So uh, as you toss, you pick it up and you toss it and you throw it right to the shelf. Uh, and it slides in so perfectly that that shelf had like you know how sometimes the books on the shelves aren't evenly like it aren't an even depth mm -hmm. it lands on the shelf and sort of shakes the shelf and all the books on the shelf line up neatly 
But then you and know that does that right as the right as the drum fill in the song happens that I'm whistling to. So it it perfectly hits that rhythm. Yes, perfectly hits the rhythm. But then you see the title of the book you just threw in place. This book is titled The English and Scottish Popular Ballads by Francis James Child, and you see that the books around it are all reference books. Hmm. It's not where a book of poetry and song should go. No. I check the rest of my cart to make sure that I'm like putting things that are supposed to go together together. Uh, yeah, the what rest does my cart look like the rest of your cart is all correct. Just somehow you hmm. put the wrong book here, and so when you were throwing, you threw this book on the wrong shelf. Don't like that. Uh, I, I take it out and start searching my cart for uh, the correct book to put on that shelf. Uh, I'm going to say without a roll, you find the right book. Perfect. I uh, I don't toss it this time. I think I just gently place it. All right, cool. Yeah, you put that book on the shelf and you begin uh, walking down again. Mm-hmm. Continue. I, I just think I'm going to decide to whistle a different song now. That okay. song is bad luck. I got to do a different <laughs> one, man. Yeah, absolutely. That was That one wasn't working for me. Something's something's amiss. Time to time to whistle a new song. Cool. So, uh, you whistle a new song, and you feel a new pep in your step as you put away the rest of your books, and you uh, push your cart by the main front central desk of the Westberg Library, and right as the, uh, as you do, the phone starts to ring. Ah, perfect timing. Mm-hmm. I uh, I pick up the phone and say, this is Mr. Jolly at your library. How can I help you today? Hi, Mr. Jolly. It's uh, it's Angela. Angela Wade. Um, this is Mrs. Angela Wade, your cousin-in-law, your cousin-in-law and the teacher of the school where your son, young Robert Jolly, goes. Mm. Angela, to what do I owe this pleasure? Oh, well, I just wanted to let you know that it's raining pretty hard. So we're shutting the school down for the day, so we're going to need you to come pick up Robert. Oh, uh, all right. I, I'll be there as soon as I can. Cool. I'll see you then. All right. Goodbye. Bye. Uh, I hang up the phone and I like take, there's like a sign that I put on the desk. The front desk just says like, be back later. And I flip the sign to close and I get my nice yellow rain slicker on and head on down to the school to pick up my son. Sweet. We move across town to a squat building. White siding goes up to a flat blue roof. A sign on the door proclaims Damien Wade, locksmith. Inside the building are a few work tables and a wall lined with shelves. On each of the shelves, carefully labeled bins sit side by side, holding all the tools and parts needed for locksmithing. Each of the three work tables has a few projects laid out on it. The parts all sit open and organized, waiting for their turn to be worked. Sat at the main workbench is the locksmith, hard at work. Gavin, would you go ahead and please describe your character? Yeah, so Damien is uh, pretty pretty average all around. He's about, I'd say, 5'11". Um, he has a pretty decent beard. Um, he has like the typical like uh, jumpsuit kind of attire it's like that dark blue um and yeah no, nothing super notable not like super attractive or super you know unattractive just kind of your average joe kind of guy cool 
Damien, you since hunched over a bike lock. This one's been on your to-do list for a couple of years now. Two Decembers ago, you helped a young boy whose bike lock had frozen shut. You now sit repairing some of the damage the ice did and some of the damage you had to do to get the lock off the bike. As you work, you find a screw that's particularly struck, stuck. It had fused to the lock body a little bit and you go to worm it out of place. You're concentrating on turning this screw, trying to get it out, and your concentration is shattered by a sudden ping, followed by a clattering sound. Oh, is it coming like from the, the lock? Like did I, did I bust something or is it like something outside? You look down and you see that the shaft of the screwdriver you were using has popped out of the handle and flung across your shop. Oh, not the shaft. <laughs> uh, and then I will all go pick it up because I, I do like to have things nice and neat. Uh, and just put it on the bench and try and see if I have a replacement. I'm sure I do. Uh, yeah, go ahead and check to see if you could roll me a check to see if you can find a replacement. Uh, all right, let's see it. That's a five. A five, yeah. Uh, you you know right what right where to go, and you actually have a couple of copies of this exact screwdriver because you like it so much so you go to the bin on your shelf labeled screwdrivers and you pull out a new one perfect uh yeah then from that point i'm gonna go on and give it another try maybe crack the old knuckles and get back in there cool go ahead and roll me a check to see if you can get the screw unstuck all right let's see it do you have a skill you'd like to use um yeah i mean i'd probably would this be under I mean, lockpicking, right? I mean, yeah. I don't yeah. know if that would. Is yeah, that, is oh, that your bet? Okay, then I'll definitely. That's my talent. So okay, I'll, so roll I'll that definitely plus three. Use that. Yeah, and that's a plus two, right? Plus three. Plus three. Haha, ha, I knew that. I was just, you know, checking, make sure you know what was up. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be an eight. An eight. Oh yeah, you 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 get this new fresh screwdriver, and mm. it it starts with a little resistance, and then it just turns so smoothly. And you get it completely out. And it turns out that screw was holding a lot of the other things that you needed to get out in place. And so now um, you have a completely disassembled bike lock that you can now start fixing some of these pieces and replacing the ones that are beyond repair. Perfect. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to get right on that because I know this poor little boy, him and I have a very good relationship. He's learned a lot from his his time. Oh, I'm sure uh, he has. Yeah. Uh, cool. As you... Uh, you get up to grab a couple of the other materials and you walk past your phone and it starts to ring. Oh, I'm going to go ahead and go and answer it. Hey, Damien. Uh, this is your sister, Angela Wade, who called Stuart earlier. Um, she is, yes, in fact, your sister. Um, yeah. I walked to school today uh, to work, and since it's raining a lot, I can't really walk home. Do you think you could come and pick me up? We're closing early. Oh, yeah, no problem at all. Uh, yeah, where'd you say you were? Uh, I'm at the schoolhouse. By the schoolhouse. Okay, perfect. Uh, just give me... Yeah, I could probably put this on hold. Give me a couple minutes. I'll be right over there, okay? All right, I'll see you then. All right, Angie, see you then. Cool. We move now to the outskirts of town. Westburg is surrounded by a dense forest with a mix of still green evergreens interspersed among deciduous trees dropping orange, yellow, and red leaves. In that forest sits a log cabin. 
To the side of the cabin, the roof extends a good 15 feet, overhanging piles of processed wood and logs. A brick chimney to the back breathes a line of gray smoke. Inside the cabin is a woodworker's shop. On the wall hang various saws, files, drill bits, chisels, planes, and other tools of woodcraft. Sat at the workbench, hard at work on a small wooden train, sits the lumberjack, Forrest Woodman. Arthur, would you go ahead and describe your character? Well, Forrest Woodman, he's got overalls on perpetually and a lovely red flannel. Um, he's got a bit of like a forest green beanie and yeah he's happily carving away at a little train um maybe humming a little bit maybe not he's got a nice big steaming mug of coffee right next to him Forrest as you work you reach to the side where you've got a couple of different carving knives set out for easy access you grab a smaller blade for getting some details in the wheels you sort of turn your hand in a circle as you're carving out along the inside edge of the wheel to sort of make a divot and get some of the shape of this wheel detailed out. As you do so, you feel a sudden sharp pinch of pain in your thumb. I look at it. You got a splinter. Well darn. I guess I'm gonna have to get my tweezers after this one. See, so yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go get a pair of tweezers to pull the splinter out with. Cool, go ahead and roll for me a check to see how well you get this out. Would this qualify as a woodcraft? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say this one. This does not qualify as woodcraft. Then this will be one a flat A man's got to ask. <laughs> Oof. Oh, this dice has betrayed me once again. Uh that is uh -oh. a solid one. Ooh. Oh, no. <laughs> have you no. ever... Have you, okay, so here's what happens. I'm sure you can all relate to this. You go to pull out the splinter, and you just, as you pull, you just break off the part that is outside of your thumb, oh. and it's stuck in there, and it is just sore as all get out. Well. <laughs> dang. I guess, I mean, I am surrounded by knives that are in good shape. Shall I... I'm going to try and go after the splinter a little bit. I figure oh, no. if it goes oh, badly, oh, I'll just this well. this, is, this can get so... Don't use that dice. I'm but using a different one. I can just imagine Forrest rolling up like to the doctor. He's just like, so the good news is I do not have a splinter in my thumb anymore. The bad, <laughs> bad news, news is thumb. the thumb was in my pocket. That's, I like I, I I just imagine you're like oh splinter tweezers didn't work guess I gotta get a knife. Well, they're small <laughs> knives. Damn. I rolled a five. <laughs> so. oh, okay, <laughs> you rolled a five. So you, thankfully, thankfully, um, you do even though you're using your non-dominant hand because of course you were using your dominant hand to carve. Um, you manage to just ever so slightly cut that layer of skin right in front of the bit of wood and get it out neatly. You go ahead and grab a band-aid and wrap it up just in case it starts bleeding. Well, back to the train. Hopefully there's no blood to sand off the wheels because I've got them perfectly balanced. You actually, uh, you are about to sit back down to work on the train and you hear a sound from the other room. It's your phone. I'm still surprised I get signal out here every time I go and pick it up and answer it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hello, this is Mr. Woodman. Hey there, Forrest. It's Mr. Jingle. This is Mr. Todd Jingle, the school principal. Now listen, it's raining pretty hard in in the middle of town here, so I was wondering if you could bring some boards and whatnot and help us board up some of the windows and doors so we get less rain inside the schoolhouse. Well, that sounds fantastic of an idea. I can bring some right on over. I do think I have some window cover type things that act like a little awning roof type of thing to keep more rain out instead of having to board up the windows like it's some sort of abandoned schoolhouse. Well, that sounds like it would just do the trick. I knew you'd have a good idea. All right. I'll put them in the back of the pickup. I'll be right on over. All right. See you in a few. All right. You hang up the phone. We move now to the center of town, to a wide brick building with a peaked blue slate roof. Inside the building is a sleek modern office. In the room we're in sits a long dark green chaise lounge in front of a dark wooden desk. On the desk is a thin stack of papers with patient information on them sat uh, at a different chair behind this desk pouring over these pages is Dr. Matthew Powers, the town's therapist. Mason, could you go ahead and describe your character? Alright, so check this out, right? So, this character right here, he's about six foot two, pretty athletic, muscular-ish build, but nothing too crazy. Uh, Almost always has some sort of sharp suit on. Think of it like Steve Harvey, but not as corny and has a pretty um, pretty low cut, like kind of fade haircut. And he is almost always calm and welcoming in terms of facial expressions, how he presents himself along with people and so on and so forth. Dr. Powers, as you read through the information in front of you, a sudden sound shakes your focus and you drop your page, giving yourself a bit of a paper cut. You look up and you see your wife and receptionist, Kiara Johnson Powers, opening your office door. She's a shorter woman with her hair in dark braids going down her back. She wears a nice black dress with a gray cardigan. Matthew, are you about done for the day? Yeah, well, you know how it usually is. Same patient, same issues, not really anything crazy going on. All right, well, I heard that the school's closing early today, and I was talking with Angela about some recipes, so I wanted to run over there to get her uh, a cookbook that we was talking about. Think that'd be all right? Oh. Yeah, sure, why not? Do something a little different, I suppose. Sweet. Let's head on out. Let's show. And you guys going? Head out to, uh, head to the school. Forrest, you make it to the school first, surprisingly. You pull up to a square. I know the value going 50 and 40. (laughs) (laughs) You pull up to a square yellow brick building with a peaked red roof. Standing out front is a tall man with rain streaming off his black cowboy hat. He's wearing blue jeans and a red button-down shirt with a straight black tie. This is, of course, Mr. Todd Jingle. He uh, raises a hand to wave to you as you come on up. Well, howdy, Mr. Jingle. I got them all in the back of my pickup. If we wanted you to start, I got some nails and hammers. We can kind of get them up on the windows. 
Well, let's get it all brought inside so we're working from a place of dry. Mm, sounds like a plan, Mr. Jingle. Fantastic. Uh, you guys begin unloading the boards and tarps that you uh, brought and uh, getting ready to start work. The rest of you pull up to see Mr. Jingle and Forrest bringing the last of the boards inside. Mr. Jingle raises a hand and gestures the rest of you to follow inside. All right, let's get going. Howdy, uh, fellas. Enter. Howdy, howdy. Yeah. Neighbors, how goes it? Cool. This ranger came out of nowhere, huh? Goes. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought it came right. out Biggest of the one I've sky. seen in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get inside. You guys walk inside, and you see Angela Wade standing next to young Robert Jolly. Uh, Angela is a tall woman with long, light brown hair. She's wearing a yellow dress covered in pictures of flowers with blue rain boots. Robert is wearing blue jeans, a green shirt, and muddy tennis shoes with a red backpack slung over one shoulder. He's currently squat down with something in his hands. And as you look closer, you see that he's holding a leaf that he is very meticulously tearing apart. Well, Robbie, what are you doing there, bud? I found a leaf, and if I do this, I get like a skeleton leaf. So I'm going to do the thing, and it's going to be a skeleton, because Halloween's soon. Uh, yeah, it's a... Halloween is soon. for October, yeah. Absolutely. As long as you make sure to clean up your classroom real nice. Okay. And he uh, puts the leaf in his pocket. You can see that he's crumpled it and ruined some of his work, but he doesn't realize it. And he <laughs> runs to the back of the classroom, and they have like a smaller broom and dust pan combo, perfect size for the students. And he starts sweeping up the mess he made. boy. Kiara walks over to Angela and uh, hands her a cookbook. Here's that book of recipes we were talking about earlier. Oh, Thank you so much. I'll be sure to cook something from it. I'll let you know how it goes. That'd be just nice. Please, yeah. uh, And I'm going to walk over to her and say hi. Uh, hey, Angie, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing quite well. Every uh, The school day went very well today. Oh, isn't that nice to hear? This rain sure came out of nowhere there, huh? Oh, yeah, it did. I mean, we were in the middle of recess, and then it just came out of nowhere. And, well, the students were getting quite wet, and it was getting really muddy, so we went ahead and went inside, and then it... Got so bad that, well, we figured it'd be safer if everyone went home, so they could, their parents could, uh, spend as much time as possible on the, uh, driving them, so that they could get home safer. Yeah, and so they no can point have a warm making people get out there on the bad roads. Cup yeah. of hot chocolate mm-hmm. in the cold, rainy weather. Oh, sure, that would be nice, wouldn't it? I might have to. Hey, Damien, do you mind if we stop by Sammy's place to get some hot chocolate before we get home? No, not at all. Sweet. Just like Sammy's hot chocolate. Yep. Uh, Mr. Jingle looks up and says, Well, all right, lads, I've got four of us here right now, so you want to help me out get some of these boards and tarps up, cover up some of these windows? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Yeah, sure, let's do it. Cool. Can I get everyone to roll me some checks as you go about oh, no. putting up does, boards on the windows? Does this count as woodcraft? I'm letting you know, Zane. <laughs> if I get a one, I might leave. <laughs> no, no, no. I'd, um, I'd like to use either my leadership or communication to like frame how we're going to do this and get it set up first. Okay, cool. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to have you roll that first, and depending upon what you do, what you roll, I'll tell you what happens. So go ahead and roll with leadership. All right. 
That is a seven. Okay, All so right. if anybody rolls yes. a one, you can go ahead and re-roll it. Oh, Ooh, sick. Does this count oh, as woodcraft for the <laughs> sake of my dice rolling? Yes, Forrest, I will count this as woodcraft. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's a six. Sweet. Uh, here goes nothing. I am not surprised at all. I'm going to have to re-roll. <laughs> <laughs> I just flipped the fucking desk. <laughs> all right, oh, we're, Dr. Here Powers, we Dr. Powers, this way. Turn it turn it that way, and then you got it. <laughs> okay, okay. Let, let's try this again, Joey. We need to order Mason. You are dice. fucking kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, oh. did you roll a one again? <laughs> Twice in a row. I just want to leave. I want to move. I want to go. Uh, Mason, I'm going to make you some dice. Isn't that like a one in thirty six <laughs> chance? Yeah, that is a one in thirty six chance. That's right. I only know that because the students were getting probability days. This could only board. happen Perfect. to me. I swear. That's I, uh, that's insane. Okay, cool. So uh, here's what happens. So Matthew Dr. Powers, his thumb. Yeah, Dr. Powers hits a thumb <laughs> with a hammer. The rest of Ooh. you uh, manage to uh, get that wrapped for him so he's not hurting too bad. And uh, you guys are making good progress. I mean, you've been here for about 15 minutes, and you've already got most of the windows covered, and you're about to move on the door, onto the door, when you hear a sudden loud pop, followed by several repeated metal punches. <gasps> Uh-oh. That sounds pretty bad. You run over and you no, see I would agree with you. You see a blue sedan in the front uh in the road in front of the school flipped over on the side of it. <gasps> oh, oh my oh god. Oh, my god. god. Let's go out okay. and help. Come on. Uh you guys Absolutely, run out yeah. just just in time to see the uh crawling out of the wrecked car is a ma- a tall black man in a lab coat. Wearing a green vest, black pants, and a nice suit with a nice tint, t- tight beard. This is Dr. Michael Green, the town's doctor. <gasps> Dr. Michael, are you okay? Oh, well, that was a bit of a surprise. My, I think my tire blew out. Oh, my goodness. I'd, I'd tell you to go to the doctor, but you just have to look in the mirror. Yeah, you're Well, right. I've given myself a once-over, and it does seem like uh, everything <laughs> is in order. I mean, I'm... I've not got any scratches or bruises, no broken bones, uh, no signs of a concussion, so I'm doing all right. And he turns and looks at his car, and it's this moment that you guys see, other than the busted wheel, that you can clearly see his front left tire is just in tatters. But beyond that, Mm. his car is simply upside down. It's perfectly unharmed, just upside down. Oh, thank God. Can uh can the four of us try and flip it for him? Yeah, let's go ahead and roll some checks for that. Oh hell yeah! Oh for fuck's sake! If we use one of our pieces of lumber as like a lever to help us, like Ooh, lever, does that give smart. us a bonus? Uh, here's what I'll say. So lever doc- is not one of my skills. Doctor Green is helping you, uh, but woodworking <laughs> is, and if we use a wooden lever, it's no. a wooden lever, and therefore. <laughs> So Dr. Green is helping you guys out, and if you use the board, here's what I will say that does. It will break the board. Uh, for two, for two rolls, if uh, for two rolls, if a one is rolled, it can be re-rolled. 
Oh, all right. It's it's so perfect. Mason so gets basically both of those. if I, I was like Mason's if I perfect. get two ones, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure I'll get. Roll one, one, and a six. Okay. All right, here we go. All right, everybody, roll. Ooh, I, swear, I actually swear to God. <laughs> uh, I also rolled a one. This cannot be real life, oh, bro. Man. No, guys, no, please. No, I leave. I quit, bro. No, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Did you roll another one? I, if I could record this, I would show you guys. I'm not kidding. <laughs> that's insane. So that's, uh, both of those ones used. Um. Uh, yeah, I, I, I need to roll again. I got I got the one. All right. Please give me and I have joined uh, Mace. I also got another one. Oh my oh, god! Okay, god it's not meant to be. Six. This car is gonna stay here. Okay, what you was know? your second roll, Mace? I fucking finally got a six. All right, there it is. You know there are other numbers on that dice, Mason. <laughs> I know. Perfectly acceptable. All right, Forrest, what did you get? A two. A two. Oh my god, that is also a the failure. The dice have decided that they don't like your pacing, Zane. They want the story to progress faster. Tell us what is wrong much, with that yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So that's two failures. Two failures, two successes. Yeah. The one time I get a six. Ooh. All right. But one of those. Oh, wait. What did the doctor roll? What did Michael roll? That's true. Uh, the, I don't have any dice. He rolled an automatic six so, because he's an NPC. So the doctor rolling is <laughs> nice. the, the doctor, Dr. Green helping you guys out is the reason why both Zach and Mason got to re-roll. But. Uh, oh, that's right. Uh, but then Zach went and like no. botched that re-roll. Oh, my God, <laughs> Zach. Sorry guys, that one's on me. But Mason did get a six, or which is a Doctor Powers success. did get a six, which is in fact a super success. So you guys go to work, and actually on your way to the car, both Doctor Powers already has it, and we're like, uh, both Stuart okay. Jolly and Forrest slip in the mud and fall on your face. But oh, but that doesn't matter because. Although Dr. Green and Damien are helping him out, Dr. Powers, I mean, he described he's a very fit man and he gets in the middle and almost all on his own, granted with some help because it is a car, but manages to get that car flipped over. And you can see it's almost completely fine. I mean, there is some scratching up at the top, but it didn't crumple. It didn't crush. It just got flipped over by the tire blowing. Well, thank you guys so much. I mean... Man, I was, I was SOL if uh, that stayed upside down. Straight up out of luck? Yep, straight up out of luck. Um, Indeed. And he, he turns... S-U-O-L. He, he turns to uh, Mr. J- Mr. Jingle and Mrs. Wade, or Miss Wade, sorry, she is unmarried, um, and says, Well, is, uh, is Toby ready for me to pick him up? And Miss Wade says, Oh, yes, let me go grab him. Uh, and she runs back in the school and comes about with his son, who is also wear- who is wearing a red shirt and has a green backpack. Should we change your tire so you aren't driving on the rims? Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that would be delightful. All right, boys, let's get to work. All right, All right so let's do it. Uh, let's have this is not a four person task. If anyone's tried to do this with four people, <laughs> um, listen, I'll roll a leadership right. skill again because uh, I read a book I on how to change a tire. Last roll. Let's keep this luck going. All right, so let's have let's have two people uh, roll for this, and we'll see what happens if 
Yeah, let's have Zach if, and Mason do it. Let's see how Stuart, they do it. If Stuart rolls his sword. Stuart rolls his sword. I got th- three ones in a row. I deserve some luck. So Stuart, go ahead and I use my leaderships to go. Yes, you can use leadership. Right. Incredible. Perfect. You guys got All this. Right. I'm just picturing Stuart being like, well, now you see that tire there is bad. Get that mm. one off. Let's see the, the donut in the back, but that, that one goes on. Yeah, that's perfect. That's exactly. the good one. This is the bad one. Um, I got a five. Not the worst, not the best. I got a four. Four. Okay, okay that's that's still pretty good. Yeah, you guys make short work of uh, you just get out his spare tire and you use that log that or that board that Forrest grabs and you hoist the car and you get that tire changed out. Lickety split. Do we not just use like oh, the lickety jack? split? Oh, the the board was there and they just went for it. Don't even need it. They put the board underneath and got the jack <laughs> under the board just because they're like, we want to make the board work. <laughs> so as you guys work... Trying to be resourceful. As you guys work on the car, you notice something. This isn't mm. the first time it's rained this hard. This isn't the first time you've done some work outside when it's been raining this hard. But as you are working, you just... You get soaked to the core, and you're just so damn cold. Man, that young couple must really love each other for this kind of weather. Mm. Isn't that just Chilly. a beautiful right. thing? Oof, I'm going to need me definitely some hot chocolate, absolutely. No, it's a good call. Man, it is real cold out here, isn't it? Yeah. How, about, uh, how about we... Finish this up and get back inside so we don't freeze, huh? Yeah. Good yeah. call. Cool. You guys make short work of the rest of the windows, and then you are now free to go about the rest of your day. So let's go in the same order as we did with the intros. Stuart, what do you guys? What do you and Robert do after uh, after he gets picked up from school? I uh, hand him his rain jacket. We get in my car. Um, we definitely stop by and get some hot chocolate. Uh, we get some donuts from the bakery. Um, and we go inside, um, and we have some dinner, we have our little treats, and then, uh, we have a nice quiet reading night. Uh, so we light the fireplace, the lights are, you know, a perfect level where you don't have to strain your eyes, but it's not too bright. And we just, uh, watch as the rain hits the window as it's this like coat, the most cozy scene in our home. Cool. So we're going to jump into that scene as you guys pull up to the bakery. Uh, this is a another brick building. Large windows sit on the wall proclaiming Westberg Bakery. Fresh donuts, fresh bread, fresh food. Um, and you walk in to see, standing at the counter, Joanne Jones, the baker. Uh, she is a larger woman with straight brown hair wearing a white apron. And as, she, you, uh, as you walk in, she says, how y'all doing today? Oh, we're doing good. And yourself? Oh, well, could be better. I burned my thumb on a pan today. I think that's the first time that's oh, ever no. happened. Seems like it's a big day of firsts today. Oh, yeah? What's the first thing that happened to you today? Well, I put the book on the wrong shelf. It's been a... <laughs> I can't even remember the last time I've done that. Stuart Jolly putting a book on the wrong shelf? That'll be the day. Look here. I know. Let's have... Two donuts on the house, and a Ugh. and a bear claw for the young man. And she hands well, a bear claw to uh, 
to Robert Jolly. But it's just an actual bear's claw. She hunted it down herself <laughs> with her bare hands. Welcome back to D&D. She's a barbarian. Now, now, Robert, what do you say? Thank you, Mrs. Jones. I really appreciate this bear claw. It's going to be very tasty with the hot chocolate I just had. Thank you so much. And she looks down and she says, well, yeah, isn't boy. that just a sweet boy? You're raising him a nice... Oh, he's uh, an easy one to raise. Well, still, I mean, doing this as a single parent, he must be, uh, whew, must be tough. Oh, well, you know, in this lovely town here, I got all the help I could need. And, uh, you know, tonight's just one of those nights. We'll uh, take it easy. Well, all right. You have a safe evening. Oh, you as well. I put uh, $10 in the tip jar um, because she gave us the free donuts. Oh, thank uh, you kindly. Bless your heart. And me and little Robbie scuttle back home. Cool. You guys make your way home and have the evening you described. All right. Uh, Damien, what do you do? Uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and take my sister. We're going to go grab some hot chocolate on the way home. Sweet. What do you do when you get home? Um, more than likely. Or does she have her own place, I assume, right? Uh, she, she lives next door. Or she's staying with me? Okay, cool, cool, cool. So, in that case, yeah, uh, I'm going to probably uh, got the hot chocolate and then I'll, uh, I don't know, we'll probably sit on the couch and talk for a little bit, talk about how her day was. Like, I'll let her know that, like, that bike lock didn't get the best of me. Uh, you know, just like the, how the day was going. Oh, so you finally started on the bike lock. I know you wanted to do that for a little while, but you just kept having jobs to do. Yeah, I finally got around to it. It was nice though. It uh, well, it didn't go down too easy. It popped one of my screwdrivers, but I, you know, I I have so many of them, it don't really matter. Uh, but yeah, I went ahead and took care of it, so I'll be able to get that back to him. Uh, hopefully tomorrow. Uh, we'll see. But uh, yeah, how are how are the kids? I know you said the rain was really really coming down. Anybody get scared? Well, no, no one got scared. I mean, young Susie Jones, she, you know, she got a little bit spooked because of. A loud strike of thunder happened, but, you know, mm-hmm. we we told everybody it was fine. We got inside, and we started reading a book, If You Give a Moose a Muffin. And, well, by, oh, by okay. the time we finished, everybody wanted some muffins. So, <laughs> but by then, well, you know. And then they wanted a glass of milk, and oh, it was just downhill from there. <laughs> well, you know, here's the thing. Oh, is, oh God, your voice. Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> Here, take, a, take another sip. Clear your throat a little bit. Excuse me. Um, but when when uh, when Joanne came to Joanne Jones, Susie's mom came to pick up the kids. Well, sure enough, she bought a tray of muffins. So, you know, we had some muffins, oh, and it was that lovely. Just perfect. Yeah. Oh, isn't she just a treat? Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, not that I would you know know personally, oh, but um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, she gives a sort of soft, soft smile, and you guys, uh, you know, finish talking about your evening and. She, yeah, I'm going to put on a fire in the fireplace and just keep going for the rest of the night, I guess. Cool, and then she eventually heads home. Forrest, uh, what do you do? Well, weather like this calls for a warm <laughs> cup of tea and a big pot of stew. So I'm chopping up potatoes and boiling some beans just to make something nice, hearty, and homey. Cool. Do you uh, Are you just staying indoors? Are you going outside at all? With the weather as it is, I think staying indoors is probably the best choice, but I do have a nice window by the kitchen table to look out and watch the weather run down the windows. Cool. As you are sitting cooking your stew, you hear a knock at your door. It's kind of a clumsy, rough knock. It's a familiar sound. 
Well, the stew has just hit the point to turn it down for a low simmer for an hour, so it's okay to be left alone for a bit. I'll go and answer the door. You open the door, and there's some of the forest creatures that have uh, evidently had enough of the rain and want to come indoors. Well, you see a come couple on raccoons. in, Mr. Woodchuck. Come yeah. on in, Mrs. Deer. Come on in, Mr. Woodpecker. <laughs> no, mind, mind the hearth there, Mr. Woodpecker. I don't need no more holes. Come on in, Mr. Badger. Yes, Mr. Raccoon, you can come in, too. And no, you, not by the trash can. I know what you like with that. Come on in, Mr. Sw- Sparrow and Swallow. <laughs> what in the Disney princess? <laughs> what did the doctor do, little? So, yeah, you just have a, a bunch of animals that came into your house. Chill out. Porcupine, not the couch, please. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> not again. Now, Perry, the wooden chair is just fine. Uh, Perry the porcupine sort of shakes out his head, shakes out his fluff, and uh, tries to knock a pillow that he's got stuff off of his back. Let me get that for you. There you go. He gives a soft chitter that you recognize to mean some kind of thanks. Cool. And you have a delightful evening with your critters. Cool. And Dr. Powers, what do you and Kiara do for your evening? So, as we usually do, especially when it's a winter night, uh, we stop at a bakery mm-hmm. and grab some fresh bread. We go home, we make some, we make a fresh pot of gumbo. We try to sit down and eat it together, but for the most part, either she's caught up with her own work and I'm caught up with trying to calm down from seeing so many patients in the same day mm-hmm. and we just kind of go to our respective rooms in the house cool um so as you guys are eating dinner kiara looks at you says well i suppose this gumbo really does help in this weather it's kind of nice warm gumbo indeed <laughs> even got some of that fresh shrimp that you like too mm, it's it's so nice uh she f- polishes off her plate and can I take yours? Ah, oh, no, I got it. I appreciate it, though. All right. Well, she, uh, go ahead, takes her plate and starts, uh, washing it. And you sort of sit there finishing up your gumbo for a minute as the kitchen's in the other room. And as you're sitting there, you're kind of drinking some coffee or drinking some tea, whatever. Um, you hear a clattering sound from the kitchen. That's weird. Okay, I'll go take a look. You walk, and it turns out the sound you heard was her dish hitting the floor and shattering. And your wife lays on the floor, unconscious. And that is where Ooh. we're going to end this episode. What? <gasps> you know, oh, I wow. feel like I should, I should be more... Hey guys, it's Zach Stenzel. Thanks for listening to us play in this wonderful world of Westberg. If you're enjoying what you're listening to, check out the rest of the stuff on Dungeons and Don't Worry About It podcast. Make sure to follow the socials at DDWAI podcast and leave a five-star review. Thanks, guys.